1: With over 70 years combined experience, this is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman Podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything.
0: You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think.
1: All right, let, let's get right to it. Hey,
2: everybody. It is that time of the year. We're down to the Sweet 16. So generally, we talk about the NBA here on the Bob Ryan, Jeff Goodman, Tanguy Along with the Ride, Zoom and Podcast. But we are going to do the NCAA Hoops. Jeff Goodman is a very busy man. We're going to start with him first, and then Bob and I are going to stick around, talk a little Celtics and Jalen Brown. And we do want to tell you that we are driven by FanDuel, America's number one sports book, now live in Massachusetts. The Ryan Goodman Tango podcast is soon brought to you by FanDuel. Again, America's number one sports book, been live up and running in Massachusetts and new customers in Mass can get on on the action with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Okay, guys, let's get to the big news. Coaching moves. Going to kick it off. We're going to start with Bob Ryan, Uh, Rick Pitino going to St. John, and then we'll get into Ed Cooley. Your thoughts, Bob?
0: I go all the way back to, you know, obviously knowing about him as a point guard at UMass and knowing him from the time he took the UMass, the uh, BU job. Right. And, and, uh, and then, and having a, uh, a lunch with him in Providence when he took that Providence job after he had been assistant with the Knicks, uh, Had lunch with him in Murphy's, the famous deli in downtown Providence, the Greek deli owned by, I mean, the, the, uh, the Irish name deli uh, known, uh, owned by a Greek with a, you know, and all that. Anyway, if you hire Rick Pitino in college, almost Ninety nine percent of the time you have upgraded yourself as a coach who can get the job done in college basketball. He is what he is as great a college basketball uh, absorbent as has ever existed. This includes Wooden, Shashevsky, and anybody you want, Smith, yeah. anybody you want to dismiss. Anybody one name this guy is Mr. College Basketball. Uh, He gets the whole thing. He identifies high school talent. He can recruit high school talent. He can improve high school talent. He can get you as far as you need to go. Now, he lost his job at Louisville for a very reprehensible reason. And Rick Pitino had prided himself and bragged about the fact that nothing would happen where he was that he didn't know about. And then... When the bleep hit the fan in Louisville, when there was a, 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 an irrefutable
1: accounts of of shenanigans. Well, there were of, there were a lot of things. Like like he wants to deny, and, and he I don't want to interrupt here, yeah. but but I just want to set the record yeah. straight. Like it was a buildup of a bunch of different things why he got fired. Right, he got the NCAA cleared him of all wrong wrongdoings in the the FBI case. But it wasn't about just that why he got fired at Louisville, right, Bob? It was it was it was just constant drama, right? And then after
0: bragging to the world about how he was hands on and knew everything was going on, he suddenly became Sergeant Schultz. Right. Right. He knew right. nothing. Right. I know nothing. Rick, come on. Okay, so I own. So then he goes to Greece. Yep. Okay, because he's got he's not he was on ground in America. He goes to Greece. He then is thrown a lifeline by Iona in New Rochelle, New York, a, a wannabe school that, that, among other things, once had Jim Valvano uh, as a coach. But they've never gone anywhere. They're they're in a, a mid mid major conference. Uh, the, the ultimate claim to fame is that Richie Guerin went there, and 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 then uh, they they gave us uh, 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 Jeff Rule under Valvano. But the point is. They, they salvaged him Catholic school, by the way. And now he is going to a school where, Oh, by the way, the school president knew, knows him and is vouching for him, father Shanley and and absolving him of all the transgressions. So no more Sergeant Schultz. So there's two things here. Uh, and, and I'll get, you know, let you seed the floor. Uh, the morality factor, which you, are, you, are the viewer, listener, viewer, are free to judge, and the basketball factor, which is irrefutable, which is that he is as good a college basketball coach as has ever lived. And if you want that, and you can walk away from the other stuff, more power to you, uh, St. John's.
1: It's been a long time since St. John's was relevant nationally, Bob. Right, I mean, they've <laughs> thirty got, years. They've got here. It's been, yeah, 20 years, 30 years, whatever it's been, since they were really, really relevant. It was, you know, you're talking Chris Mullen days. Really.
0: I, I can speak to it, believe me.
1: You know, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. You know. I mean, it you know, one failed attempt after another, Mike Anderson being the latest. Chris Mullen uh prior to him uh was was not the hardest working uh guy. Uh Rick Patino works his ass off. He's 70 years old, but I just saw him at Albany. He does not act like a 70-year-old when he, he says
0: goes. he's 70 going on, fill in the blank, 30, 40. And by the way, he's right. I believe it. Yes. I don't know how that feeling is physically, okay? You can feel that way, and and there's no reason to doubt him on that. None, none.
1: He doesn't he's have – going to get him relevant. Listen, I would be shocked if they're not in the tournament twice in the next four years. I would be <laughs> shocked, shocked, shocked with a transfer portal. His guards at Iona – were really, really, really good. Now, they got blown out in the second half to UConn. He could bring those guards with him. He will. John's and add a couple bigs through the portal. And try, trust me, I might rank him in the preseason top 25 next year right now without knowing who the hell Rick Pitino has because <laughs> I'm that confident of his coaching abilities. He's that good. Um, you know, Rick's kind of full of shit, right? We, like, we've known that over the years. Like, you, you alluded to it just now. I mean – that's kind of Rick. He changed his mind a hundred times, whatever. Ultimately, for Rick Patino, it was he felt like he had given Iona a, a couple really good years, a couple NCAA tournaments, didn't have to move, you know, stay in New York, and now have a chance to be back in the Big East where he doesn't have to win three games in three days just to get in the NCAA tournament. And trust me, uh, he will be back in the NCAA tournament. This was a home run hire for St. John's. I don't. I don't think a lot of people at St. John's wanted to make the hire, even at the highest level, but they felt like they had to because there was so much pressure to hire Rick Pitino, so much pressure to be relevant again, and this was the guy to do it. I got to go back quick. Quickly aside, in 1980, I think I talked this story before,
0: but I'll tell you once more. Here's what St. John's is all about. In 1983, the uh, at the Big East tournament that year, uh, it was announced that the Big East tournament would be in Massachusetts. You know, for for perpetuity, right? And I, the buzz that oh. tournament was. Oh my God, Saint John's is going to win every year. <laughs> you know. Well, we know that didn't happen. And but now they got Patino, and I'll tell you, if they made that same announcement <laughs> today, and they had, we're right back. Now it's you know it's it's, it's going to be years. fun. It adds to the intrigue. The of, of now, now, I'm not saying they're going to win every year, but. Uh, Jeff, I totally concur with you. Nothing that we know about in our experience would prevent us from saying that he's going to
1: succeed. Right. He, he 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 is. You said good. it. You said it. He's as good of an X's and O's guy and a talent developer
0: and and, and recruiter too. So he he can identify a, a high school guy and 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 know how to make him better in a way. Uh, now the fun part about it for me is you know, the, the aspect. That did not translate into the NBA. Well, it did for yeah, the Knicks. he could, right. Cause he, he did not translate, oh, no, with the Celtics. He well, did the not Celtics, transfer. I know, but the Knicks, they were okay. The Knicks were good, but the league had changed dramatically. There's the no question.
2: I remember with the Celtics. He, and, I, I was there. I mean, Bob, we were all there. I mean, I remember walking across Causeway with him, and he was talking to Sue At Lane about what kind of sneaker deal they should get. <laughs> that's back when all the coaches wanted to be CEOs. Remember, Pat Riley wrote the book. Right. Yeah. So they all wanted to be CEOs instead of basketball coaches. Right. And you're right. He
1: is one of the greatest basketball coaches college college. Right. Right. They'll college. listen to him. They'll listen to him. The problem was Antoine Walker wasn't listening to Rick oh, yeah. Pitino anymore when he was making more money than Rick. He, but Rick he- was yelling nonstop. Like it doesn't work in the NBA. That level of, of dominance and control did not work in the NBA. For Plus, Jeff. He was the GM
0: and the coach, and he was a horseshit GM. Yeah, um, he was
1: a chief of marketing. And he, was he
0: was everything. He was everything. Hey, Greg Dickerson, who's the PA guy, had to get approved
2: by Patino. I mean, I just, you know, all this. <laughs> it's the like, first just thing coach.
0: he did was run off a bunch of guys, including Rick Fox, who then goes on to win rings in L.A. He didn't appreciate what Rick Fox could have brought. He didn't appreciate what Glenn uh, Wesley could have brought. And he and he had Travis Knight who got 13 rebounds his first game in BC and I mean Celtics never did anything else. He was a bad. He, that didn't translate. Yeah, he wasn't a good team. What he does from high school to college did not translate from college to the NBA. All right, and the funny thing is, it's like it's like uh, that's uh, Russia after you know in the Khrushchev era when they tried to expunge Stalin from the record books. He just I tried to pretend he never was in Boston. The NBA experience. Didn't happen. Never right. It never, never happened. happened. Right. And by all right, so okay, fine. We'll we we'll, And you know when he when he quit and he quit in the middle of a season, he was on the road. I think he was in Miami where he had a house at the time. And and he said, "I'll come back and have a press conference in Boston." Never did. We're still waiting for that press conference.
1: Okay, so I just laugh at that. You I'm, go, I'm, hey, you should go to the garden and ask for it, Bob. When, when you <laughs> go to the garden, you should show up and say, "All right, I want the press conference but, now. But. Okay, but for St. John's, it's a home run hire. It is a home run yes. hire. You know and, what else is it, a home run hire in the Big East, Bob? Yeah. Georgetown getting Ed Cooley. Okay. And and Jeff, now to
2: the second big story, Ed Cooley moves from Providence to Georgetown. Jeff, the floor is yours.
1: All right, so I didn't think it was going to happen. I mean, this is a guy Ed Cooley who grew up in Providence. He was Providence. Uh, everybody loved him. And I kept saying to myself, and and, and again, over the last week, people kept telling me close to him that I talked to him. I think he's leaving. I think he's leaving. I think he's leaving. And I'm saying to myself, and I've had conversations with Ed Cooley for two years about the Georgetown job, because I have publicly said, Georgetown, for two years now, because Ewing has sucked, they should give him a blank check. Give him a blank check. But I still felt like, even giving him a blank check, at the 11th hour, Ed Cooley is going to go to the altar, and he's going to say, I can't do this. I can't sign my name on this. I can't. Nobody wants to be loved more than Ed Cooley. I just talked to him right before we got on here, literally. And that's what I said. I said, Ed, you're going to have a hard time going back to Providence. And uh, he sounded just honestly worn down from the day today. Uh, I think there was a lot of excitement in Georgetown, obviously. But there are a lot of mixed feelings for Ed Cooley because, again, he's leaving the place that he was at for 12 years. I don't blame them. I don't blame them because here's a couple things. Georgetown. Number one is a better job just because they've sucked lately. Does not mean Providence is a better job. A Cooley was a good coach at Providence. Patrick Ewing was a terrible coach at Georgetown. Georgetown has an incredible recruiting base an incredible endowment. They've got facilities. Uh, yes. The Verizon center is, is downtown. That's the, the one drawback of Georgetown, but it's in DC. Where would you rather live? I get the cost of livings more. All I'm saying is this was a better job, and Egg Cooley, in his mind, had had, had kind of tapped this thing out at, at, at Providence. He couldn't. He couldn't do more. He felt like the ceiling, which is true, is higher at Georgetown. You can get to Final Fours if you get this thing going, and you can rebuild it quickly because of the transfer portal.
0: All right, I'll have to take that at face I have to take what you say at face value. Uh um yeah, I I I just want to see if he can do it at Georgetown. Uh yep. Providence is, you know, they have their moments. We know that. Now Dave Gabbett, you know, they, and in that era, they they went to the final four in 73, they went to the final four on Patino. Uh they came very close another time. Um uh, in Georgetown, other than John Thompson has never been anything. Really? Other than John Thompson it's never been well
2: how long how long was so- john thompson there
0: and and, and so uh, what's what there so a while but it's gone a while what is so I, great agree with you bob i agree what's so great about georgetown that other than when, when john thompson was there uh you know the, the the kid got him there in the tournament they bpc i remember that year uh, jeff green year that kind of stuff um but more than providence i mean no, i I don't know that it's
1: a better job than Providence. All right, I don't so know. I, I pulled I, this morning. Uh, somebody kind of went at me. I'm not going to say who it was because I don't even want to give him the, the time of day. <laughs> but uh, basically, he said, uh, why is that Cooley leaving? Just to stab everybody in the back, blah, 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 blah. I don't think he stabbed anybody in the back no. here. I think. Again, I get it for Providence fans. They're pissed off. You left for what we're, we're thinking is a lateral job. I pulled I pulled about 15 big East coaches, Bob. Current big East coaches, head coaches, assistant coaches. Um, you know how many of them of those big East coaches said that Providence was a better job? None. Zero. Zero. That's right, zero. They know more than you and you and I do. All about right, all day. right, all right. but yeah, uh, yeah. From what I've heard, what I've been told,
2: uh there have been instances where the, one particular coach had opportunities to lead Providence to go elsewhere. And sometimes staying at Providence is not good. Like 12 years is a long time right. for the yes. Providence cake. Yes. I've been told that by other Big East coaches. The other part. You guys have is. stayed there too long.
1: And every time all right, wait, all right, here's out, the, now, every time he goes out in Providence, guys, he gets mobbed. Right? He can't go anywhere. And I think his wife was worn down from that a little bit. His family's worn down. Where he can go out in in, in DC, nobody's gonna know who the hell Ed Cooley is. Nobody. It's a pro sports town. you got politicians. You, you It's huge. Nobody's going to know who Ed Cooley is until he starts winning at the highest level.
0: Okay. Now, what about the issue? What have you unearthed about when that offer was made? Because some of the bitter people are claiming that that he knew he was going to take that job, and he was, quote, working for Georgetown during the, you know, the, the, the Big
1: East tournament. And all that. I don't want to buy into that. What do you buy into that, Jeff? I think he's recruiting period, not knowing where he's going to be. So he's recruiting for Providence. But when the the questions started coming, the speculation started coming a week ago, I don't think he handled this thing well. uh, But I had a conversation with my wife about it. He did a TV interview the night before um, the night before he made the decision to go to Georgetown. He did a TV interview with a local Providence TV station and basically was answering the questions of like, Hey, I'm thinking about it right now about Georgetown. I don't know what I'm going to do now. That's never really been seen before. So everybody jumped on him like, Oh my God, how can you do this? You're screwing it up. My wife looked at me and she was like, what's wrong with that? He was completely transparent. You know, he he, he kind of was, he put it out there that, Hey, I'm making this decision. I'm not going to hide it. And again, nobody's going to be happy at Providence. We understand no matter how he did this, leaving Providence for another school within the league that they considered to be a lateral move. He was going to get crucified no matter what. But obviously, again, then you start hearing things like this, that he's recruiting um, Eddie Lampkin, kid from TCU, out of the portal and telling him he's going to be at Georgetown. I don't know the answer to that. Until Eddie Lampkin tells anybody (laughs) that that he was recruiting for Georgetown, I, I think right now there's a lot of bad rumors going around. And that's what happens in these situations, right? In, in, in the world of social media now, anybody can throw out there anything and it yeah. takes on a life of its own. We have no, there, there's another bad rumor about Ed Cooley out there right now that's a bunch of bullshit. And, and, and you know, again, yeah. like, I just I just don't like it. I don't like it because anybody can put it out there. And, and generally there's, there, there's very little actual substance to some of this. So until I find out for sure, and I will call Eddie Lampkin and find out. I'm sure he'll deny it. But I just know.
0: want to say that my experience with him and what I know about him is that he is more than just a guy who teaches exes. That he he that oh, he, he loves those kids. An, he an encompasses life skills that he, te- he he tries to raise young black men, predominantly. Quite frankly, you know, uh, and 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 teach them life lessons. And that he's much more than just a quote unquote basketball coach. And I'm going to stick up for him to that. I don't care what kind of nonsense, you know. He's a blackhead coach taking Georgetown. You don't think that means something to him? Yeah. So I, I think Georgetown kids are going to benefit from his personal presence.
2: So okay, I'll guys, you. Jeff has a lot of work to do. So let's get on to the tournament right now. Uh, during our um, text chain, I said, should we talk about the upsets? So Bob Ryan, Jeff, and I'll start with you, is are these really upsets? Are these are these the are. upsets we you know, are they upsets anymore? I mean, you well, know, I mean, these, you know FDU beating Purdue is an upset, Gary. That's I, an upset. I mean the I'm fact sick is sick. what? How about this? Like, just to run it down, you know, uh Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina, Duke, and Indiana
1: all home. Yes, yes. Well, that's the world now that we live in of the transfer portal. Uh, number one, uh, this COVID year, this extra COVID year. Like, think about it. Armando Baycott told me today he's coming back for another year at Carolina. So he's take, he's taking advantage of the you know of. of oh, yeah. He I, the the fun. Hey, the best story of this is so he texts me on 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 my flight to Vegas. Okay, this is inside baseball a little bit, but he <laughs> texts me on the flight to Vegas and he says, uh, "Hey Jeff, new number. It's it's Armando." And I said, hey, how you doing? Whatever. He said, I got some news for you. Uh, I'm uh, I'm coming back for another year. He said, I don't want to make it a huge deal and do this big announcement or press conference or any of that. I just want to put it out there. And and I'm saying to myself, I got through a bunch of stuff this morning with, uh, with, with the name that I'm not going to name. OK, so I didn't know if it was him. I said, hey, man, like I, I'm on a plane right now. I, I can't call you. Is it you? So he sends back a picture of him, and I said, <laughs> well, I said, do me a favor. Tell me the last thing, the last text message between the two of us in your previous number. And he he, he typed it back, and I said, all right, now I feel better. Because yeah. I was worried. I was worried I was going to put it out there, and it was some kid messing with me or something like that, pretending to be Armando Baycott and giving no. me fake news. Well, it, it's oh. happened before. Yes, yes, yes. So but that's." Anyway, that's- that's encouraging um, because Carolina has some explaining to do. So that's good. You know? So th- this this tournament, like you said, Bob, it, it is as unpredictable as ever because you got older kids. you got 24-, 25-year-old kids playing against 18-year-old kids. you got the transfer portal. you got NIL, all these different things that all came in at once. So, yes, an upset's not really an upset for the most part other than uh, FDU and Princeton, uh, I think, are big upsets.
0: Maybe all you have to know.
1: Is that the of the, among the
0: four number ones the the fewest losses of a number one seed was five? Yeah. I don't know how many years in history that that's the case. Yeah. So yeah. it's that kind of a topsy turvy year. We had X number of teams as number one. We had successive weekends or these two out of three in which one and two lost, and one weekend in which one, two, and also three three others among the top twelve lost five of the top twelve lost. It's that kind of year. The word parity, which we laugh at often, is reality. There isn't a huge gap between one and five or five and twelve, and so it's if it's ever a year where we're going to have quote unquote upsets, it's this year. There's no question. So um, do you like that, Bob? Um, oh, oh, I I don't give a damn because I, I my only bracket I filled out had nothing to do. It wasn't for competitive reasons. It was you know the it was for Tony Kornheiser on this podcast, so way I have something to talk about. And and I'll give you my eye. I'll be honest with you. In my first round, if I were competing, how, how down the list, I, I was 19 and 13 in my first round.
1: That's tough. 13. That's the, uh, that, that's horrendous, but, but I'm not embarrassed. I think it's going to be fun. Again, the ratings won't be as good, but if you're, if you're a true college basketball fan, you're going to enjoy this because you're going to have teams in it right now that aren't normally in it. Right. in the final four, like you said Gary you're not having uh carolina you're not right. having duke or or kentucky or kansas or indiana you know um you know you, you might have honestly you you could well have you know alabama i mean what i have is alabama michigan state i still have those two in houston around and then i had kansas and and uh and to me i'm in vegas right now and these two matchups are awesome arkansas yukon and UCLA Gonzaga. I was just in the, the Gonzaga locker room a little while ago, and uh, and I'm looking at Drew Timmy, and I'm like, he could win one this year. Like, imagine if he won one this year without Chet Holmgren, without Jalen Suggs, but he could legitimately win one this year because they match up very well against a banged-up UCLA team uh, tomorrow.
0: I picked them, and the reason I picked them was to win it all, uh, and, you know, am I fervently going to stand by it? No but I picked them because no Gonzaga team in the last 15 years has entered with less pressure. So many times in our recent experience, right. they've entered as a one seed oh, and, yep. and, and with pressure there, there are three seed and, and it's, it's a, it's a wide open year and they have a guy. I won't say it'd be Danny in the miracle sky, but Drew Timmy, who was already carried through, through one game could carry them theoretically through this tournament. I just picked them. I, I but it's not with extraordinary conviction. It was just I had to pick somebody, and I just think this makes sense to me, and I'm rooting for them. and I always root for them, so that's that's my pick as Gonzaga. side.
2: And uh, Jeff, you're still going with Houston. That was your pick from the beginning.
1: I am, and, and Marcus Sasser was healthy in the last game. Yeah, was, He's an All American caliber guard, and that was huge. He played 31 minutes, um, so that was huge. Yeah, I, but again, like there's there's just a lot of of, of good storylines, good games here uh i mean creighton princeton will be fun to see if princeton oh, can win FAU yeah. gets tennessee epi i mean i i want one of these you know I, I don't know if i want them to get to the final four or princeton and fau uh somebody like that because you kind of want the big boys by then uh but there's so i mean my i just saw miami miami is so much fun to watch they beat indiana in albany and uh and i went up to laranaga after the game and i said like I looked at Indiana and Mike Woodson and how he coached those dudes. Mike Woodson's pretty even keel and all his players showed no emotion. The Miami players were having so much fun and mm-hmm. and loose and smiling and emotional and all that. And I went up to Jim. I'm like, because that's Jim in the huddles, in the timeouts. He's joking around with these dudes, telling jokes, just laughing. And I said, Jim, like at your age to have the connection you do with these kids these days is not easy but, man, they play like you. They play loose. They have fun. And Indiana was, like, completely the opposite. Well, that speaks to Jim Laranega
0: is one of the short list of coaches that you want to have a beer with. Yes. That's yes. it. So Now, we have one important issue in college before we let you go. Okay. Alabama. Yeah. If they get to the Final Four, it will be a bleep storm of, of yeah. unprecedented proportions. You will have to sell tickets to the first press conference, yeah. When people badger them, they can't get off this uh, away from this, Jeff. Right? No one should let them off the hook. They well, should not be playing Brandon Miller. I, I will push
1: back. I'll push back on you on that one. I'll push back. Here's All what right. I, I'm going to give you. The, I'm going to give you a scenario. I'm going to give you a scenario. Okay. You've never, I assume, Bob, knowing you, have you ever touched a gun in your life? No. Okay, me either. Ah, I shouldn't say that. I, I, no, I, I have riflery. not. I had riflery in in camp.
0: Oh, oh a, a gun, a yeah. handgun. No, a rifle. Yeah, I was in the Army Reserves. So I had to shoot a shooter rifle, but okay. I never had a handgun in my life.
1: Never. did Bob handgun. Ryan defending the country. Look out! You got it. <laughs> if somebody called you and said, "Hey, Bob, um, I, I, I'm so I left. I left my gun in your car. I left my gun in your car." Can you bring it back to me? What would you do? What would you do?
0: What was the gun doing in my car? Now, see, I can't really. No, start right there. What would there. you do?
1: Tell me what you would do.
0: I'd like to think. I would say, uh, what are you going to do with it? What do, why do you want the gun? I would ask him why you want the gun. It's yeah, his gun. I would think I would it's do my that. gun,
1: Bob. It's my gun. I I'm asking care. you to bring me my gun. What is his gun doing in your car? This is bad to start with. I'm not saying it's a good decision. I'm not saying it's a good decision. Your association is bad to start with. What is the gun doing in your car? I don't disagree with that. All I'm saying is, if you called me and said, hey, Jeff, bring me my gun, I'd do one or two things, Bob. Either I bring you the the goddamn gun quick, or I take the gun and throw it in a ditch somewhere and tell you to go get it. But I don't want it in my car. I don't want it in in my car. Do I? I'm just playing playing the other side of the fence here of Brandon Miller mm-hmm. making a dumb decision absolutely did he make a poor decision yes i don't think he knew that gun was going to eventually be the gun used in a murder
0: probably not no i've given that
1: so i i don't again i i think he's getting crucified and i'm not sure it wasn't just a bad poor um immature decision i i don't know i don't no. know I don't know. I want to believe that because I spent a bunch of time with him in Portland and I talked to his parents. And, man, like, here's what I'll tell you about Brandon Miller. He could have made $500,000 somewhere going for NIL. Instead, he went to Alabama and made about $150,000 because the parents said, you know what, that's not what matters to us. What matters to us is playing for a coach we like, playing in a system we like that's up and down so that eventually he's going to make a whole lot more than that on his first or second NBA contract. So, I I don't, again, I I don't know. I don't know the answer. I want to believe that Brandon Miller just made a poor uh, decision that he would like to have back, not a. Why would he accede to that pat down thing immediately
0: afterward? Didn't he have the common sense to know I can't be involved in that charade of the pat down thing? Oh, that was, yeah, that was immediately afterward. That's it. that is yeah. that 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 that's yes.
1: extraordinarily poor yes. judgment Yes, dumb, dumb. The wild absolutely We're just dumb.
0: We have dumb. evolved away from a murder and you're so allowed you're right. to are right. That. And you know. Uh, All
2: right, you should, Jeff.
0: I'll tell you what. Well, whatever. They're gonna if they
1: get there, yes it's gonna be a nightmare.
2: Oh, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. Are yeah. you
1: coming to Houston, Bob? You are, right? Yes. All I'm right. coming to Houston. I'll see you next week. <laughs> you will. Okay.
2: All right, Jeff, Bob, and I are going to talk a little Celtics and a little Jalen Brown.
1: In uh, you're in Vegas, correct? Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm busy with college. I, I'd like to say I've seen the Celtics in two weeks, but I have not. It's uh, okay. I've been busy watching college years. so we'll
0: take care of that.
1: I'll right, be watching Jeff. what you say about Jalen Brown.
0: Um, uh, that he, he he has every right to think he has a right to take the last shot. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Well, how about but the, the the thing we're going to do here, Bob, is one of the things is Jalen was asked about. You know what he wants to do with the Celtics. He's got a year next year's this is yeah. last year and he and this is this is where I feel bad for athletes. He said, "I don't know. Yeah. He said, "I don't know." So then, you know, the headline is he's non-committal to the Celtics. He doesn't know. he doesn't know. know like and i'm I'm gonna take Jalen Brown's side here for a minute sure. This year, they've had a great season. They should be in the championship. They went through a bit of a rough patch. We're going to talk about the game against Sacramento, which they played well against. But, you know, so, you know, they get bored, whatever. They, they'll be fine. And they're going to contend for a championship. But say they get it this year, or maybe they get it the next year. And he gets a boatload of money to go somewhere else. Now, I know that the Celtics can re-sign him. They get the Larry Bird thing and all that. But maybe he wants a change of scenery. I don't know. I just have no problem with a player saying, I don't know.
0: Especially when he's, it'll be, he will have given him like six years, five, six, whatever the hell. I mean, he will have given him a a, a good chunk of time in which they have uh, gone to certain uh, lengths during the season. And many uh, measures, thanks to him and his contributions, he has a right to, uh, when when his time comes up, to explore another avenue. No, he doesn't have an obligation to Boston. He's done everything. My God, he's done a lot of things for the Boston Southern. No, that's not right. It's not fair to, to, to put that burden on him to suggest that if he's, he's disloyal or treacherous or anything else, if he decides to exercise a, any kind of free agent option, they have a, they, they should you know make it clear to him how much they value him. Now, um, now the flip side of that is, you know, the, there's only a limit to what a team can do when they have so many high level players, they have to pay them all and you can't pay them all the way they all want to be paid. You know, but clearly he and and and, and Tatum are one two. There's no doubt. No in doubt
2: his,
0: in his pecking order. Sorry, Marcus. You know, but they're one two. You know, and uh, uh, I, I hope they can pay him and satisfy him. But but no, he has every, he, He's he shouldn't be vilified if if he gets a he's a free agent and he gets a better offer and he's given the Celtics a chance and and he's got a prime his prime life ahead of him. And and no, it's just this is the world we're living in now. So get off it, people. Leave yeah, them.
2: and I don't know. Maybe they, you know, say they win it this year or they win it next year, and he wants to go to something. He wants to live somewhere else. Heaven forbid. There are other cities besides Boston. He's from
0: Georgia, and he played Cal- in California. And, yeah. and right, this is exactly right. You know, but this uh, is the social media world that we
2: live in too. You know, well, it is. is. Or for that matter, you know, maybe it, for whatever reason, it doesn't work the next two years, like. You know, for whatever reason, they don't get it done, and you know maybe he thinks it. it there's all kinds of things here that people uh, so, just but get they too should sensitive not be about. despite I hate it. I, the, hate it. I hate it. And the guy's never done any. I mean, I mean, I'm just a fan. No,
0: so I'm I, just a fan. I, I, okay, no, so
2: now many people think that Sacramento game. Okay, right at the ship, they're five and five. We all know they went through a bit of a dipsy do here. They had injuries, guys didn't play, they became disinterested. So where do you feel the team is at right now?
0: Well right now I feel that they're teasing that that was a tease. So that's a great great uh, uh start back on the right road to recovery, if you will right you know? yeah the, the win the because Sacramento was a good test. Sacramento Go was playing well they they they're you know they' they're the best Sacramento team in almost 20 years. Yeah, okay, fine. that was very encouraging and and I like the balance of the offense as well beyond Tatum.
2: Yeah, and, five guys in double figures. Yeah, that yeah, was fine.
0: Okay, okay. Now we're that. That's I, I'm not convinced that they've got the religion back, you know. But that's a good start. That's all. I think they te- that, that was a a potential tease, uh, but definitely it, we 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 were happy to see that at this because now uh, and I, and this based on. I think we've been reading from all the principles with Brad Stevens and Missoula, Missoula saying, you know, our big problem was we're turning it over in the fourth quarter. I thought Gary Washburn had a very enlightening column in the globe two days ago in which he, he annotated, this is empirical evidence. This is not fact or opinion. This is fact, not opinion. Their numbers in the fourth quarter are horrendous, had been horrendous among the, the bottom, not only quarter, fifth of the league and in, in probably in, in in, in important offensive statistics in the fourth quarter. And 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 they've blown many games and, and they were habitually blowing leads, including a 19 point lead the game before that. So if this is the beginning of the turnaround, good. Hallelujah. Let's now they come home, let's see more. But uh, yes, I was encouraged, but not, you know, you know uh, not, not so yet.
2: Well, yeah. you know, this is I'm glad that we saw a bit of a lull during the regular season. Not in the postseason. Now, I'll say this about the postseason. I think the postseason run is going to be a little more difficult than people think. I just think that it's going to be competitive. I think Philadelphia is going to give everybody a run for their money. I think Milwaukee. I don't think it's going to be, you know, we know with Milwaukee. But, you know, and you and I, I've said this before. The Celtics can have a hell of a season and not get to the finals. But the fans don't want that. I just hope that the players realize that the playoffs, especially the final two rounds, are not going to be anywhere close to as easy as this season has been.
0: Oh, I think I would hope that they have half the intelligence. We hope they have. They had They know that, and, and 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 that the coach knows that. Absolutely, no, no. Milwaukee right now would be the favorite. They have to be. You have to. You have right. to be rational. If you're stepping back aside and and and. We, Take emotion away and fandom away. Milwaukee's got to be the favorite right now, and and they would be two, and Philadelphia would be three, barely. And the way Embiid plays scares the bleep out of me. me he too. is playing on a, I, it's a. It's 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 a, it's a extraordinary level. He's doing ridiculously good things uh, for them now. And then you know you got teams that they have, they, they they struggle with a little bit with Atlanta, uh, not Atlanta, with Indiana, and you know Cleveland would give him a battle. Cleveland could – that it's it. it, it so whoever they play, there's teams that, and, and by the way, if, if they, if anybody who plays the Knicks, is it going to sweep them? I don't think the Knicks are going to win a couple games. The games. Right. So there's some, there's definite competition. Oh, right, And there's no question about that. Um, that game though, no, they did come off as much as it was doom and gloom that we were worried about them. They had a four and two road trip, you know, and, 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 okay. They did have a four and two road trip and, and they ended up with a, on a high note. So let's hope. Now, uh, one of the interesting NBA realities that I've learned for fifty years: the first game back after a road trip, a lengthy road trip, is often a treacherous, a, a, a bad game.
2: I know, even the with first the game suffix, back, even with the and, great Celtics. And here.
0: so, the, in the Bird era, it was true. It was oh, the Howelcheck yeah. era. So let's see how they handle that when they get the when they finally come back to the Garden. Don't say, "Oh, they're home; they're going to be fine." No, that first game. It requires enormous concentration and enormous application but i i never gar i i was concerned but i didn't want to panic you know i mean i've seen enough of stuff over the I know. years i know but i was concerned and they have issues to address and i think there was enough time to address them and and the sacramento game was encouraging but not definitive
2: well and also the big guy you know right
0: and robert was back and he made a little yeah. contribution
2: Right. Yeah, but but he's going to be healthy through the post. But
0: ultimately, uh, yeah. let's get this. We have to. Okay, we we can't. We cannot say this enough. If the Boston Celtics are to put the 18th banner up, Robert Williams must be present in every playoff game.
2: Yes, we know that. Yeah, you you said that from the beginning, Bob, and you're right.
0: And and without him, they're okay, but they're not great. They can be right. only great if they've got Robert Williams in addition to everything else they have.
2: Uh, we're going to end on that note. Uh, Mr. Ryan, always a pleasure. Enjoy the Sweet 16. Bob Ryan, Jeff Goodman, Tangway along for the ride. Brought to you by FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston. Make every moment more on America's number one sports book. Bob, we'll talk to you next week.